Welcome to The Best Band I Ever Played With. This is a podcast about people who play live music, but not people who are famous for playing live music, or even necessarily people who do it as their main job. No, this is about people who play live music in small venues, the backs of pubs, a lot of the time in front of not very many people, and a lot of the time only for a couple of cans of Red Stripe. Under normal circumstances outside of a pandemic, I would normally be one of these people, and I haven't been able to do it for several months. For that reason, I thought it'd be nice to talk to other people who would normally do it, see what their experiences have been, see what they've learnt, and see who the best band they ever played with was. You may remember the guests for this episode from bands such as Tugboat Captain, Pleasure Barge, and Rooskin. He sometimes raps, he normally plays keys, and he sometimes plays the electric bassoon. In this chat with him, we spoke about the last gig that he played with Tugboat Captain in New York just as the pandemic was hitting. He talks about what it's like being a rare electric bassoon player in the indie world. And of course, he tells us who the best band he ever played with was. There's more from me later, but first, enjoy this conversation with Buddy Caderni, aka Sloppy Giuseppe. So, last gig you played was in New York. Yes. Um, with t- Tugboat yes. Captain. Um, the part of the uh, ill, sadly cursed attempts to play some shows in America and eventually South by Southwest. But then, of course, um, you know, after going to the, all of the effort to raise the money to get over there, um, the pandemic hit. Basic, it hit basically at the exact wrong, wrong moment. Yeah, um, I mean, you could say wrong moment. You could say right moment. I had a good time. I had a great time, in fact. I'm not going to lie. I had a, Because there was no one there. It was awesome. Like, yeah, sure. No one was at the shows. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. The, you know. It was just like you could go to Times Square and you could hear a pin drop. You know what I mean? It was amazing. But I mean, I'm still be... pissed off the fact I saw some shrooms out there and no one wanted to take them. And I was like, bro, this is the perfect time to take <laughs> them in America, in New York. And everyone was like, nah, buddy, you're tripping out. And I was like, I was just, I was on a mad one. I was like, I'm not going to be able to have another mad one for like months, which I haven't. So. You know, yeah. but it was, yeah, it is what it is, man. Like it would have been nice to play these shows with lots of people and party and, but you know, I mean, it was the new Colossus festival in New York. It was the new Colossus festival. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. There's some, there some good acts on the lineup. Yeah, there was some good um, acts. It looked like a pretty, pretty um, good gig. I can't remember half of them, but there were some pretty good acts. There was this one Spanish duo who were fucking awesome. But I can't remember their name. Um, the Orioles were there; they were good. But we were meant to play a show with them, yeah. but they, they, uh, what's the word? They dropped out. Fair enough. Dropped um, out. But I saw them; they were good there. Um, there quite a lot of quite a lot of English people. A lot of people knocking about. Like a lot of European people who came over and like this is so fucked. And I was like, yeah, this is so fucked. Um, yeah. But. You know, that's life. Um, I had a good time. 
it's kind of the pressure was taken off as well you know it wasn't like oh my god there are only 20 people at my show it's like oh my god there are 20 people at the show this is great <laughs> you know was that as a result of um being in america or because of the I pandemic or a bit of both probably a bit of both but i think i'd like to think mainly the pandemic on the one hand i'm kind of like well who's coming to yeah. these shows like i don't know but on the other hand i'm thinking this seems like a pretty big deal there if you're into like live music it's like you know it's like oh all these people coming from around the world to you know it's like it's not south by but it seems like something legit and i just think people were not up for going out like as i said new york was empty it's like no one was about on the street everyone was just in, at, at their homes like the subways were empty it was mad like i i i got a seat every time you know i feel like that doesn't happen there yeah um for following it from afar it did seem like a incredibly surreal time i mean it's surreal everywhere but it was really um, surreal but yeah, yeah. But I, I, I was a bit too mashed up to notice how surreal it was. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to look at the news. Sox was constantly on the news just being like, and I was like, I'm not looking at the news. I know shit is dark right now, but I just... Uh... Yeah. There were four of you over there in New York. There was you, there was uh, Josh, there was Georgia, and there yeah. was Sox. Um, so how was, and Steve. Was there, how... Yeah, man. And Steve. Steve was our Airbnb host who made pornos. <laughs> I kind of thought he was a G, but I feel like obviously yeah. I was going to think this guy was a G because he makes pornos. He was actually a very sad man. He'd wake up at like 4 p.m. and then go to the strip club at like 1 a.m. and stay until like 10 a.m. and then come back and then go to bed. And wow, I don't know. He was, a, I don't know. He made me laugh. But he was—he just had pictures every. He was like, "Yeah, I'm in the film industry," and it's like, "Mate, all of the pictures around your house are just naked girls," and you live at the strip club. I know what you do. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but it was us four and Steve. Oh man, yeah. that's crazy. Well, I mean, he was already in New York. Yeah. I presume he still is. Yeah. Well, if if you're listening, Steve, what Steve, up? Steve, you're my guy. Get in yeah. contact. You know. Um. So how how would you describe morale at that point? Um. So you've got there. Streets are empty. No one's at these gigs. Um, uh, you know, I mean, there are some people out the first few gigs because it, it was like gradually through the week. It was just getting more and more like we got them. We were like, oh, my God, America, sick. Fuck COVID. It's going to be fine. Whatever. And then the next day we we're kind of like, OK, hopefully this doesn't escalate. And it just escalated and escalated and escalated. It was like every day. It was like, you know, when it was here, there was like. The week where it was kind of like, oh, yeah, still schools are still going on. Yeah, everyone just wash your hands as normal. And then, like, every day it was kind of like, oh, so this many people are getting it and dying. It was like that week there. Like, yeah. it happened a bit earlier in New York. And that's what we were there for. So, um, yeah, it was uh, morale got progressively worse and worse. Um, my morale, as I said, I was there for a good time. You know what I mean? I was, I was, I was loving it, man. I was, you know, but yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, you know, yeah, a show is a show, like a good time with your friends is so much more important, you know, I had that. Is that, is, is, is that, uh, an attitude that you try and take into all of the gigs you play? 
Uh, I think it's an attitude I take into all the gigs I play, 100%. Um, I'm there to have a good time, you know what I mean? Um, I do it because I like to do it. I like getting silly. I like being myself or a version of myself, you know? Um, I definitely don't get, like, stage fright or anything, being like, oh, my God, I've got to play the show. I'm just like, this is great. I'm playing a show. This is awesome. I'm going to do something stupid, you know? I'm a crowd surf with the bassoon. So why not? Because I can. You've done a fair share of gigging and traveling around and, um, you know, so it, it, is it always easy to be in that state of mind? Um, when, say, you... No, no, it's not actually. Because some of the shows, I've played some shows where I'm like, obviously, like I've played some shows, there are certain shows which come to mind especially up when I was playing shows in Manchester, that where, like, you get there and the crowd is fucking hyped and everyone is, like, pinging and you're just like, I just want to get fucking nuts. And it's 1 a.m. and you're just like, fuck it. You know what I mean? And then there have been shows where it's, like, 8.30 p.m. in Torquay at a pub where there are four people and they've all got fucking English flag tattoos and I'm just like, oh, I don't... You know what I mean? It's kind of like... this is not what I'm you know there have been some gigs where I'm like I just want to play the gig and roast the bone and chill out you know but at the end of the day I'm playing a gig so it's still pretty cool you know like I I, looking back on it now it's like I haven't this is the longest I've been without playing music to people since I was seven years old and it's just I'm so I miss it so much you know so, I'd take one of those talky gigs right now, you know what I mean? I mean, I wouldn't because I don't want to be inside at a pub. But if COVID weren't happening, <laughs> I would take it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of those... It is, it is quite a unique experience to play in a place where um, you get there and you immediately realise that, ah, oh, this, this was a poorly thought-out idea you get there and it's like no one in, in this place wants yeah. to listen yeah, I've to done this. my fair yeah. <laughs> few share of those shows but you never know there might be someone who's just like oh my god you know what I really wanted tonight whatever you're playing I love it I had that yeah. once with uh, Cameron and Leon it was the first time I met you know Leon Cameron and Leon uh, who you've played with in yeah. Pleasure Barge yeah, yeah, primarily yeah. So the first time I ever met Leon was we were going up to support Socks and Josh's old band in Manchester. And Cameron was living with Leon. I never met Leon. I went on to live with the guy and be in a band with him. But I never met him. And I was like, let's go up. You were there, bro. Oh, you weren't there. Oh, you were in China, man. No, I wasn't oh, there. Yeah, I was, I was oh, out of the country. Oh, this is so funny, man. But yeah, I, yeah, we started a band for one night only called Jimmy Neutron and the Lemon Squeezers. And I had like 17 pints and we'd never rehearsed or played. And we were just like, fuck it. Well, I, like, we're all good musicians, whatever. We can make up songs on the fly. So we're just making up songs being like, Lawrence, our mate, takes another key or whatever. Or just like doing a cover of Prototype by Outcast or something, but trashed. I was fucked. I was naked for the whole <laughs> thing. Shirt on, no trousers or pants. It was, But there was this one guy in the crowd. I don't know his name. 
But he loved it, man. And I always used to bump around, like bump into him around, or he used to bump into Caramel Leon and be like, "Oh my god, Jimmy Neutron on the lemon squeezes, man! That was the best night of my life." And I'm just like, "What were you doing there, bro? <laughs> like, what? Like?" And he'd always bump. He'd always be like, "Oh my god, you're the guy from Jimmy Neutron on the lemon squeezes." I'm like, "Yeah, I guess, but I don't know." So you never know who's gonna be there. He's gonna, he's gonna like it. you to do this you initially said to me something along the lines of just to let you know whenever i'm in front of a microphone or someone's asking me questions i become a complete yeah i feel like it's different with you Um. because i know you and i don't want to be a dickhead to you but most of the time yeah i would just say really stupid stupid shit just to see how far i can push this poor person who's having to interview a tiny shitty little band just like just to see where their breaking points at I did this one, which was like in a, this was with Tugboat in Bristol. I was some shitty radio station, man. Some shitty, like, I was probably a student radio. Like, it was, it was, it was whack. And it was like, it was like we were sat around a table and we had like one microphone and we were like passing the microphone. It was so shit. But anyway, we're doing that. And I was just, I saw there was a Guinness Book of World Records and I was just like, I'm going to start reading out these Guinness Book of World Records facts. For the whole interview. I was just like, that's all I'm going to do. And like, someone would be saying something about, oh, you got songs coming out. And I'd be like, well, did you know that the the most salinous <laughs> lake in the world is in Antarctica? 56% salt, <laughs> followed by one in Djibouti, you know, which is true. But yeah, I just like oh, to be wow. a dickhead because it's, it's fun. It's like... I don't know. It, often it doesn't yeah. come across if it's not a video interview, though. It's especially if it's written down. It's just like this guy is really weird. It's just like what is he talking about? Yeah, you don't yeah. get the t- you don't get the tone of kind of sarcasm slash taking the piss out of someone. Um, I the thing is I know you quite well, so when I read the Barry Manilow stuff, like I could I I heard it in your yeah. voice. But I did also think, like, just looking at that written down. It doesn't look good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, but yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I'm guessing that whenever you're out and about in the country, say with Tugboat, is that the kind of thing that you end up having to do? Um, So that last, that that one you mentioned, you were in Bristol Um, for that. I think, I think, well, Socks usually pulls the strings for this kind of stuff. And I think he realized, probably a bit too late, but eventually realized that it's not a good idea if I'm there. It's really not a good idea. I'm really not good. We did one the other day and I was pretty well behaved. But I wasn't that well behaved. I was like, guys, I was so well behaved. And they were like, you weren't really. You still went on about how great Missouri is for like 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, you know, Missouri is great. (laughs) You know, that's how I feel. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I. I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun to piss people off. You know. Do you do you find the kind of questions that get asked in these kind of things? You find them kind of tedious yeah, or yeah. It's boring just like, oh yeah, who yeah. inspires you? Like, yeah, loads of people, man. You know. Yeah. Lots of people inspire me. It's always such a like, weird. It's also like I feel like, especially with tugboat, it's just like if I actually gave the answers to who inspires me, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you're making fucking twee indie yeah. pop. And I'd, I'd be out here being like, you know, Andre 3000 is my inspiration. 
And I'd be like, what? 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 Yeah. What? That does not show at all in your music. And I'd be like, well, yeah. You know, if I answer honestly, they're just so, you know, I kind of just make a joke about Slash and then leave it at that. I can't remember which one it was, but there's definitely a lot of Slash yeah. going on in your yeah. answers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of worry that you I mean, can yeah, Google if... me and it just comes up with like Slash, <laughs> Slash Fanatic, Buddy Kadoni. Well, to be fair, a lot of the time it has you down as sloppy Giuseppe That's rather good. than That's your good. actual name. Yeah. So okay. I think I think nice. you're fine there. Um, I'll take that. But yeah, I guess. Yeah, take it. I'll take it. It's kind of fun, I suppose. Um, I hear you say electric bassoon a yeah. lot. Um, can you talk me through what that means um, to the uninitiated? Uh, so a bassoon is a woodwind instrument. It's usually not electric. <laughs> Sounds a bit like a fart. Um, yeah, you can get... There's this guy in California who makes these pickups for it which is like a tiny microphone you put in the crook, which is the bit that attaches to the body of it, where like the sound initially comes out. And it's a tiny little microphone and you put it into this specially designed crook and then goes through a little kind of preamp. And then you can amplify the sound so you can have it. So it's just like clean, which is fucking lame. Or you can have it with loads of effects, which is fucking awesome. But my pickup's broken right now. I don't know what to do. Because there's the only guy in the world who does it is in California. So it's like, what am I meant to do? He might be dead. He might have died of COVID. I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't want to email him because that seems way too normal core for like an electric bassoon problem. Like, I want to seek him out. You know? Like, I want to go to his house and be like, on a pilgrimage and be like... I've brought you my little Jake plug-in. I seek the great one. <laughs> yeah, I seek the great one who can repair my my electric bassoon plug-in. Yeah. Thing. I'll probably pick up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk, talk me through your electric bassoon rig. What What are you feeding that um, through? I'm a, I would if I could, I would own all the pedals, all of them, every single pedal. But I don't play the guitar really, so I feel like just buying pedals for a bassoon. I don't know. It makes me feel like it's just a big waste of money. But I've got a couple. I've got, I've got that Sans amp, which is pretty great. It's like a bass uh, DI kind of thing. So you can just like compress it, and you can just up the bass tone or whatever, or the treble or whatever you want. I've got a automatic, like a Qtron pedal. It's like a, it's kind of like an auto wah pedal, auto filter pedal which makes some really horrible sounds. It's great. It's really good for a guitar if you want to do like a bow, 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 you know, like a kind of funky, like bow, 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 like that kind of thing. But on the bassoon, it sounds like a dying duck. It's great. <laughs> and then I've got a pretty whack reverb pedal, which has loads of cool settings, which is just really useful. And it's got a sustain as well. Mm. So that's good. Um, yeah. I want to put, I want to delay so you can do the kind of fun, like feedbacky thing where it's like, yeah, that's good to, that's good to have. I got one of those during yeah. lockdown. Yeah. 
Which one? That's my question. Oh, uh, I got the... It's a, it's a Tysco delay. Um, oh. It costs like 90 quid new. That's pretty good. But you can probably probably find some deals out there if you mm. tried. Um, it just looks really pretty, which is one of the main yeah. reasons I got it. Um, and I feel yeah. like the Boss delay pedal is kind of just... I feel like that's that's the one that everyone gets, right, isn't it? Yeah. So if you haven't got that, if you've got a delay pedal and you haven't got that, I respect you. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think yeah, during lockdown, I got really into a wormhole, as you can with things like guitar pedals. And yeah. it just did seem that the sad truth of it was that the kind of boring pedals that you see a lot get used uh, because they're yeah. quite, you know, they kind of just do the thing. And, um, yeah. you know, they're there for a reason. And as much as it'd be nice to like go and like, oh, I've got this like handmade the hand painted thing that's made by this one man with a long beard in yeah. a hut in Tennessee and like he makes three of them a year. Um as 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 cool as that sounds, you know. They always cost like four hundred pounds yeah. as well. Like, they've all just got like trippy mushrooms on or something and you're like this is cool but yeah but it's just not it's not feasible is it i'll tell you have you ever used those donna pedals i have not like donna kebab i've got a donna tuna um but i have oh not the tuna not the tuna. no i haven't any of the other i haven't ones. used any of the other ones the tuna is basic wait they are they're like 30 quid swear down mm. new it's mad the chorus is all right i'm not gonna lie Cool. Like yeah. if you just want to get cheap, quick pedals just to beef out your rig, beef out that rig. But they break. They're not very good. Hashtag they break. Affordaboard. Um. Yeah, affordaboard. <laughs> so you show up at random pub in Torquay. In with this, yeah. What is the the sound guy's reaction? I'm not gonna lie. I feel like, and no disrespect to sound guys, right? Because it's a it's a tough job and you don't get a lot of love. In fact, you never get any you love. Get you get zero love. Hate. You just get hate. Yeah. So, but they don't help themselves. Let's not let's not lie. Not all of them. That's I don't want to generalize. But I've, and maybe it's just from years and years of being like people just being like, I fucking hate you and what you do, and they're just like, oh my god, I hate this musician. Yeah. Bands, which is fair enough. But I'm not gonna lie. No one as ever like sometimes someone will be like oh so yeah so you got a bassoon okay cool but usually it's just like oh yeah so you what you di the bassoon and it's just like what are you talking about i know you've never seen this in your life it's like <laughs> i know you haven't seen this shit before why are you acting like you see this shit all the time like you know i don't know like yeah people do not get people do i i actually get quite upset people do not get kind of weirded out enough because yeah. that's that's the main it's just a it's just an elaborate gimmick is it it's it's just an expensive elaborate gimmick is what a bassoon is yeah it doesn't sound good sounds terrible <laughs> it's just funny it is it is quite so, it is really funny to be fair yeah but, it is funny but I guess. yeah but these guys yeah a lot of them just like yeah whatever it's just the thing so usually they don't know what to do and it sounds terrible, but it's going to sound terrible anyway, so whatever. <laughs> they just turn it down. That's fine. Yeah. You only have to see it. You don't want to hear it. Just see the guy playing it. Hear a faint kind of...
Derny, aka Sloppy Giuseppe. That's me. Who is the best band you've ever oh, played with? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this question. And I didn't <laughs> prepare an answer. And it's really annoying. I'm wearing a bull jumper right now and they're they're pretty fucking good you know when you see or play with a band and you're just like fuck these guys are so much better than us or these guys are so good they're definitely up there they've just got i feel it's just because they gig loads and they do it all over and they do it properly and they take themselves seriously but not too seriously they're great i mean i know you're a fan oh i'm i'm a huge fan of bull and, um, um, I feel like they're definitely not a fan of me. I feel like they saw me and they were like, they took one hard look at me and were like, "Yeah, this guy is not cool. This guy, this guy doesn't fuck." <laughs> Which I respect, though. I respect that. So, That's so I, I don't, I don't hold any judgment, man. Uh, they're good, man. I, mean, I, I, I mentioned them earlier. I got a soft spot for Silvette. I feel, I, yeah. I don't know. They're just the, the way they play. It's just, it's nice music, man. It's just like, he sings so fucking well. And they're so tight live. Another band, Porridge. We used to play with a fair bit up in Manchester. They're dope. They're really dope. Um, yeah, Porridge. Are they still Are they still doing I stuff? I think they're still doing stuff. I, I mean, no one's doing stuff right now. But... Yeah, of um, course. Of course. Uh, oh, I should have prepared an answer for this question because I'm sure there's someone I'm forgetting I'm just like, oh yeah, these guys obviously are the best. But those three are pretty good. Um, I know Bull, obviously, and Sylvette. Um, I'll have to check out Porridge. What what do Porridge do? Um, I don't think you like it, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> Try me. It's kind of like Funk House. I don't think you like it. It's really good live, though. It's really good. They, they, they get a crowd, crowd moving. Um, yeah. Uh, man, I'm trying to think now because that for sure I've played with some people where I've just been like, oh my god. But I think that's a sad thing, actually. I'm not sure I have. I feel I've I've played so many gigs where I've just been like, these guys are fucking trash. Why am I playing a show? <laughs> and like, I'm not trying to big myself up. Like, you know, I'm not saying yeah. anything I've ever done is you know, world beating music or it's, you know, changing the game or I'm this special guy who's great at blah, blah, blah. Cause I'm not, but I feel like I've seen some people I've been playing with. I'm just like, Oh my God, man. Like, do I really have to, you know, when it's like the support acts and you're like, yeah, I've got to stay and watch this, but Oh my God, this is fucking shite. You know? Yeah. Cause I think there's an, there's an etiquette, isn't there? Um, that's largely dictated by where you are on yeah. the lineup, as to like what, like if if you if you're playing first, then I feel like you've got to watch the one after you. Yeah, but definitely. then I feel like there's no there's no obligation for you to stay for yeah. the headliner. But then if you're like if you're up top, you've got to stay for all. Yeah, of you've it, kind of got to be around for the whole thing. Um, I'm not very good at that just because most of the time it's shit and I'm just like, I'll watch a couple of songs and I'll be like, oh, do I really have to do this? Yeah. Do I really have to sit here and listen to another fucking boring, I don't know. It's just, so, yeah, there's been some trash. There's been some trash. Those three stand out good bands though. Those three are back it. Good bands, good bands, good bands. Yeah. Um, 
I I I I love bold man. I, I, I mean, really, as I said, really I'm wearing deep. their jumper right now. I, I I I rep those guys. I respect them. They've just signed yeah. a deal, which is um, dope. I'm happy for them. Good for them. Good for them, um, man. Get go get go get that go get that six. Even I did I did a solo. Were you there? It was a horrible solo show I did, but they were the headline. And I feel like they were so like, oh my god, what? I feel like that was them in what I've just said, being like, oh my god, why do I have to watch the support act? I feel like this was bull at this show, being like, watching me and being like, why do I have to play with this guy? I was literally doing a cover of Goofy Goober Rock by SpongeBob, and the guy Tom afterwards, he was like, oh yeah, I really like that song about like being a Goofy Goober, and I was like, oh yeah, it's from the SpongeBob film. And he just looked at me like, oh, is it? <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, if you like the sound of Buddy and you want to check out what kind of music he's been up to, uh, the new Tugboat Captain album, Rut, is out on the 16th of October. Uh, you can pre-order a vinyl now, uh, or just listen to the single that's out currently, No Plans for This Year, which is pretty good. He's also all over the new Ruskin EP, Honey Spells, um, which is available on Bandcamp, Spotify, wherever you get your music, you know the drill. Um, and that's also pretty good, so that's two things to look out for. Uh, best band I ever played with uh, is recorded by me, Billy Pratt. Uh, all the music you've heard is all by me as well. And if you like what you've heard, why don't you tell a friend about it? Or give it a like or a comment or, you know all that kind of thing that you normally hear at the end of podcasts. Wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing, have a lovely day. <laughs>